So, I, again, like we've talked about this so often, I don't understand the NFL. Like the second that I think I'm like, okay, I kind of got an idea, you know, like we all thought, okay, yeah, probably, you know, the Vikings are shaping out to be one of the best teams in the NFC. Probably Vikings and Eagles are kind of separating them. So now all of a sudden the Cowboys go, I just, it's fantastic. I, this NFL season, my team stinks. Your team stinks. It's fun to have a bunch of other storylines that we can focus on. Right. There's no doubt. And you're exactly right. There's so much parody in the NFL. You just you think a team's good, and then the next two weeks they they can't figure it out. And so then the overreactions are fantastic. We live for it. That's what we love. Um, but a lot of teams are facing adversity right now. Um, so that's what I think we're going to get to today. Well, and what's crazy about this week is then, like you look. You have teams who are one game out of the playoffs who are benching their starting quarterbacks. I It's just absolutely wild uh, what's going on. So with that, welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, before we get into the football, real quick, your favorite Thanksgiving tradition go? Um, probably watching the Lions lose. Uh, it's probably Fair enough. Not. Yeah. No. Um. I guess really the best Thanksgiving Day tradition would just be eating two different Thanksgiving Day meals. We go to Crystal's family's, and then we go to mine. So having to consume two different Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> um, you have to like it's such it's such a rough thing that we have to go through there. Right. It's like it's like man, that's tough. You know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta you know decide what really matters and yeah, re- what you get and then you roll to the next ones. So. <laughs> yeah, I think mine so I mean growing up um like waking up mom's you know cooking house smells are great. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. I mean I love Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. That rolls right in uh to the football. Um so I, it's just it's a great holiday kind of kicks off uh the holiday season. Uh, this year, I think, man, I want to say since the first time since I got married, we only have one house to go to this year uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, Papa Russ and Cindy's Titans are down south um, with my work. We're not able to go. Um, so only going to be with uh, the outlaws, as I like to call them, uh, this weekend. So um, Skinner, I mean, I so now it's like, OK, do I go ugly early? Like, do I go like a triple helping the first time through the line? I, lots of decisions will have to be made right uh, tomorrow. Um, again, so after we recorded, I got on a plane. I flew to Denver last week. And then all of a sudden, I wake up Thursday and all of this news of Buffalo's getting shipped to Detroit. Uh, what a wild week for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and that that snowstorm was insane. And what blew me away about the whole situation was that Buffalo didn't even leave. No, they they stayed till Saturday. Yeah, and to me, it was that like, why not just get out of there and Correct. go to Detroit? Um, but they, you know, for for whatever reason, they didn't. I don't know, maybe to just be with their families or whatever the situation might be. I mean, can you imagine 
six feet of snow outside. I don't even know what what I don't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do. Like I can't go out there with a shovel. You can't go out there with a snow. Neither one of us are six feet tall. No, it's like bye bye. I guess I don't know. Um, insane. Uh, but they ended up like all these people living around them helped them get to yeah. the training. Some of those stories are fantastic. Yeah. Some of them were on like snowmobiles. Some of them were on tractors like it, or four wheelers. It was insane. Um, but- and I feel like that only happens in certain markets. Like, okay, if the Jets or the Giants were to get snowed in, I don't feel like the city of New York rallies around either one of those teams. Same thing, Indianapolis. I don't necessarily know if Indian, but like Buffalo, I could see it happening in Green Bay. You right. have places that are those smaller markets, but it's more of a community. Um, but again, the, the Bills get the job done. It wasn't necessarily pretty. It wasn't necessarily dominant. Uh, but having to play it gives them an edge for this week too. I can't believe that they're flying back. Like, that's what really surprised me. So your game gets done. You fly back just to turn around and fly back like three days later. Right. Um, so, but I, the Bills stay on track despite that whole area getting derailed. Uh, speaking of getting derailed, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. that Again, but we've said Kurt Thuggins only right. thugs at noon. That's right. Um, but you and I have also been saying, were are the fraud, the fraud, you know, the pretender instead of contender, uh, they, they got rightfully smacked Sunday. Right. I a 37-point loss at home. Yeah, that that's the alarming thing. At home, you get demolished like that at home. Um that's an eye-opening game for Minnesota. And again, you would rather this happen to you now than p- come playoff time. However, now this now there's some questions about that Minnesota defense. You know, giving up 40 points is not and the offense didn't help. They did no, not I mean Kirk Cousins goes 12 of 23, 105 yards. He gets sacked seven times, has right. a QBR. Sub 50 is a 14.9 QBR. Right. Yeah. And I I just think that Minnesota will put it together. I think that again, this division is over. They've won the NFC. Correct. Um, but the last thing you want is for a couple of these games to happen. And then that mood the doubt and- starts. Yep. Just starts to flip. And then you're just searching for answers and trying to find ways to win as opposed to just coasting. And that that can turn a bad team or a good team into a bad team. But isn't that the story of the Vikings, though? Right. Great regular season. But then when you get playoff time, it's always a question mark. Right. Um, But again, it's one of these like, okay, you take this game. They're still eight and two. Right. They're still riding the hunt for home field throughout the NFC playoffs. Because you look. The Eagles can barely squeak one out against the Colts. Right. And it's one of those where you sit here and you're like, hey, I guess like you just have to win. But I think the difference is Philly's on the road. Minnesota's at home. Philly wins by one. Minnesota gets beat by 37. I mean. Right. To a team who the week before, 
Dallas gets beat by the Packers, right? There's nothing that says that that I don't yeah. know. And, and I feel like there's just some new energy around the Colts with the hiring of Jeff Saturday. Oh, I just absolutely. Like there's something different about that locker room and that team. And I think they just carried that into the game against Philadelphia. But I just don't see the Philadelphia offense. It's almost like they've lost their mojo. They're not as dynamic. You don't see Hurts really getting the ball downfield. A lot of underneath throws, not many deep throws. Any deep throw that he made on Sunday was either over A.J. Brown's head or, you know, it was not an accurate throw. He's not running the ball as much, which, you know, could be just to keep him healthy. But their run game is not as dynamic as it was three, four weeks ago. Miles Sanders isn't getting very many touches in the red zone, not very many touches overall. So that's a cause for concern for Philadelphia. Um, and especially coming into a game against the Packers this week on Sunday night football. If you lose this game to Green Bay, this is a this is a I'm gonna tell you must-win game for Philadelphia. If they happen to lose this game to Green Bay, there are going to be questions circling that franchise for weeks. Well, you know, because it's it, and it's been this way with really all the top teams in the NFC is that, okay, yes, you've been winning games, but you haven't been winning them convincingly. Right. Right. And And so what is this? Right. And that was what they were doing for seven weeks. But again, we talked about it, Josh, that schedule, who they were facing, the quarterbacks they were facing, they were not facing very good football teams at the beginning of the season. Now, all of a sudden you run into some teams that are getting hot at the right time. Um, scrappy teams like the Colts, and you're just not looking very good. And that is big cause for concern for Philadelphia. A game this week against Green Bay must win for the Eagles. And what's interesting is, so like you look at the NFC as a whole, there's only six teams in the entire NFC that have positive point differentials. Not a single team in the NFC North has a positive point differential. So, all of these teams are pay, are playing exceptionally close, tight football games. Right. Yeah, and I think Minnesota's the first team to have a negative point di- differential at eight and two since like 1950. Now, granted, it's lopsided because all right, a 37 now a 37 point win, and they're back having like a positive 35 point. Right. Point. So, right. but again, it's just you take out the outliers and you're still just not really dominating teams. Um, The Bengals, I mean, they've won five out of their last six. Sorry, four out of their last five. Are the, are, are the Bengals getting hot? Yeah. And I think that you're going to see. So Jamar Chase returned to practice this week, huge get for, for uh, Cincinnati right now down the stretch if you get him healthy and you don't bring him back too soon, that's one thing you cannot do if you're Cincinnati. You have T. Higgins still. That's a dynamic wide receiver. Okay, Hayden Hurst, tight end. Joe Mixon at the running back position. But now Joe Mixon gets hurt. Big loss for the Bengals if he cannot pass out of concussion protocol. Um, I think 
that the Bengals are still the team to beat in this division. I'm still not sold on the the Ravens right now. Um, again, Lamar getting Mark Andrews back is going to help, but their wide receivers are so up in the air that they have to rely on their run game so much. And if the run game isn't working, you're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. But we're going to find out about the – again, this is a situation, if you're an NFL football fan, you are hoping – for the end of the season, Ravens Bengals to end up being for this division title. And the only thing I look at, so the Ravens schedule the rest of the way: Jaguars win, Broncos win, Steelers win, Browns win, Falcons win, Steelers win, and then that sets up that last week against the Bengals. Whereas you look at the Bengals, they got to go to Tennessee. Like that's not an easy game. Then you bring in the Chiefs. That's not an easy game to win. Then you got the Browns. That should be a win. Uh, we got to go. Browns will have Deshaun. No, I don't care. I don't care. The Browns are three and seven. They're nowhere. It's still they, not an easy game. It's not as an easy of a game if Deshaun Watson wasn't the quarterback. Fair enough. Then you got to go to Tampa Bay, which is never easy. Then you got the Patriots and that defense. And then you got the Bills, and then you got the Ravens. Like, that is a murderous end of the year for the Bengals. So right. on that, I think this is one of those where, hey, the Bengals had to be on top early. I feel like maybe they've kind of dug themselves a hole now that's going to be hard for them to get out of. Yeah, no doubt. That's a tough stretch for the Bengals. We're going to find a lot about this football team over the next three, four weeks. Uh, the first place, San Francisco 49ers. I'm telling you. Um, I, I, told, they, they, I told you. I know. I know. And the thing is, like, if you look at this schedule for them, Saints should be a win. Dolphins have to fly across country. That's, I mean, that, that's going to be a great game, but I still like the 49ers to win that one. I like them to beat the Bucks because, again, that's at home. Seattle. On the 15th, I, that's a huge football game. Yep. Commanders, I like the Niners over the Commanders. I like the command or the Niners over the Raiders. And I like the Niners over the Cardinals. Yeah, I feel like the, the 49ers set up themselves quite nicely at the end of the season to, to win that NFC West title. I just think that they are the best football team, both sides of the ball in that division. And now again... If you keep your weapons healthy with Ayuk, with Kittle, with Debo, with Christian McCaffrey, that's that's a tough offense. Pick your poison. Who are you going to stop? You saw it on Monday night. Ayuk caught the ball only twice, and they were both for touchdowns. Kittle had an amazing football game. Debo had an amazing football game. Christian McCaffrey is one of the best pass-catching backs in football. If you're in a PPR league, that guy is the guy to have on your football team right now. Um, this team is good. They are going to be good, and I'm I'm calling it that they are going to make the NFC Championship game this year. I'm not saying they're going to represent the NFC in a Super Bowl, but I could see a world where that happens. And, and I think you look, too, five out of their last seven are at home. Yeah, it's huge. I, that's huge because that is a tough place to play there. In Santa Clara. Uh, quick shout out to Dan Campbell's Lions. Yeah. I mean, 
They're playing some football, man. And they're we, gonna get smoked on Thanksgiving. Um, but I mean, they've rolled off three straight, and I mean, really, th- they lost to the Dolphins by four. But I mean, they they're they're competitive, and I that it's good to see. I again, huge Dan Campbell fan. I yeah. like, he's a great leader. Um, yeah, so- and you. And you knew it was only a matter of time before that team started playing like this. And um, they are still the Lions. However, if the Lions get a quarterback next year, which it's going to be tough to get rid of Jared Goff's contract, but if you are able to get yourself a quarterback, man, the, the Lions will be tough. Um, I Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, right? I mean, speaking of tough, I mean, this Chiefs team is just. Yeah, they, I would they, say right now, you know, that game on Sunday night against the Chargers, again, it just proves that the Chiefs are never out of a football game. Yep. Regardless of the time, how much time's left in the game, if you're giving Patrick Mahomes the football and it doesn't matter who he has to throw the ball to, as long as he has Travis Kelsey – He's going to be just fine. And what? the Chiefs are good. Their defense is a little, is struggling a little bit, you know, but um, when you have Patrick Mahomes, you're in every football game. I Hot take. The Chiefs will not lose a football game the rest of the year. Hmm. And that includes the playoffs. So you're, you're calling them Super Bowl champs? Man, I look at this team right now. Where's their weakness? I would say they're secondary. I think their defense, their defensive secondary, is what's struggling right now. And, um, but again, how much of that can be made up for by Patrick Mahomes in that offense? Right. That's what I mean. And, and so, like, that's where I look at. Okay, I just I don't see them losing again because they're I, they're just you. They find ways to win. They find ways to control football games and that is what good teams do all right um that moves us to the rivalry roundtable i think there's a lot more to talk about uh for the bears right now than the packers um and first you have to start off um with justin fields is he hurt yeah so actually just 20 minutes ago he had his first press conference of the of the week since being injured. Um, so he says he has a separated shoulder with partially torn ligaments, but he's talked to doctors and feel and they said that he can play without furthering the injury, and he feels like that's good enough for me. Um, I'm I'm mixed feelings about this, Josh. Um, the last thing I want this guy to do is get hurt anymore. Um, we don't have the best offensive line in Chicago, as people have seen, but it would just be a bummer for the rest of the NFL season to have to watch Trevor Simeon uh, as a Bears fan. Like I but, understand that a hundred percent, I understand that. But here's, I here's this is my my point of view. If he a hundred percent cannot get any worse, then okay, play. Because it's not going to do you any bad if it's not going to get any worse. But if it could get worse and it could cause him to have to have surgery or something, or he probably is going to have to have surgery anyway. 
But as long as he has time to recover and he's good for next year, then I don't care. But if he can't, if he could get any worse, sit him. Here's it, it doesn't do us any good to play him this year. Here's where all right. So and saying this right now, I know you're going to disagree with what I'm about to say. At some point, because I've tried to be as supportive as I can about this whole process that the Bears are going through. Um, Justin Fields now is in his second year. I get he was hurt part of the year last year, didn't finish out the year. I look back at some of these games the Dolphins, the Lions, the Falcons specifically. Vikings back in October. The, all of these games were close, one-possession games. At some point, maybe maybe it's not year two. Maybe you're like, okay, he's still really, like, if you combine, he hasn't even had a full year of starts yet. But I think at some point you have to win football games. Right. And, and I get it's not about wins and losses right now. It's about growing. And I get, like, you really don't even, like, the whole, like, oh, well, you have to win, learn to win. Well, this team's not, like, the majority of these guys are not the core that Chicago Bears are going to have next year and moving forward. Right. And, and I get that with – the last two games in particular, Fields has had the ball in his hands at the end of the game, and you're not seeing him put a full drive together. Well, the Lions game rolls out, has St. Uh, Brown wide open over the middle, throws it to him, goes through his hands. Can't put that on Fields. Fourth down, turnover on downs. This week against the Falcons, so the last play that resulted in an interception – the pass that he was throwing was not to Montgomery. Mooney was, it, it, Mooney was coming across. I, I get that. So, again, this is another situation where he made the right read and the guys on the, uh, on the wide receiver slash running back in this situation didn't make the play or tried to make the play when they shouldn't have made the play. And there's been weeks where he's thrown the ball on the money and guys drop it or – the offensive line can't block their shadow. He gets sacked, and now you're in a fourth and or third and 17 or third and 18 situation. And to me, he has it's a Lamborghini parked in a trailer park, Josh. He's got no offensive line to protect him. He's got it's technically it's a Lamborghini that is not insured, has no insurance. It is I, I get that. I get that, but at some point. He has to make throws. Well, we got go, uh, right, but like with that one with um the overthrow to Mooney, I think it was in the first or second quarter. Yeah, but he's got to start making those throws. He can't just hit you know the 10, 15 yard throws. He's got to be able because what has everyone wanted the Bears to do? Open it up, take shot plays, and I get that they don't necessarily have the weapons to do that as much as they would like. But then the other area I go to is, okay, I'm very, very upset with Getsy's play calling because you have a guy who's getting sacked with 
some pretty alarming regularity. Right. You like he's been he can't take this many hits. Like you can't keep having him like at some point you have to also develop Justin Fields as a pocket passer. You have to look at that as well. And it's seeming like they they want to settle into okay, we're going to run him more, we're going to do that, we're going to do that. Okay, but he's your quarterback. And one of the things that I raised last week as a question was is this model of Justin Fields sustainable? Because I agree with you. I think that Justin Fields will be an NFL quarterback. I think he will be a better than average NFL quarterback. But I do not think that Justin Fields' career path can be that of scramble first, throw second. With that being the case, you have a quarterback who has a partially separated shoulder with some ligament issues. You do not play him. Right. You like, and I get like, okay, well, do you really want it, Trevor Simeon? Right, fine, fair. But if this is your franchise future, and he his most valuable asset has to be his arm. He is a right. quarterback. Right. I get he's a dual threat. That's fine. Would you play him on <coughs> knee injuries? The shoulder is something as a quarterback. You cannot mess with. Yeah, I. It, well, what's good for him is is not his throwing arm. If it was his throwing arm, this would be a non-issue. Um, Trubisky had this issue two years ago, um, and played through it and was fine. But that was the year we we snuck in as the seven seed in the playoffs and played the Saints and got as the COVID year, right? Yeah, and got bounced in the first round. Yeah, and I just I look at it okay. I think at that point, people had already kind of given up on Mitch a little bit, right. if not totally. Um, that your future for the next five years, at least, all depends upon one guy. And you knew that this year wasn't going to be the year that you – so, again, like you said, I understand that, oh, well, he can't hurt himself anymore. Dude's got a partially uh, separated shoulder and partially torn ligaments. It's not worth it, man. It's right. just not. I so, agree. Like, like you said, Selfishly. The offensive line stinks. Chase Claypool hasn't panned out really this year. I so I just I don't know. I think you have for the sanity of Bears fans because I can see it now. If you were to go off and get more hurt, oh yeah, I know. It, it's just it, you have to sit him. And yeah. for Bears fans everywhere, they're gonna hate that Trevor Simeon's their quarterback. But here's the thing: there is no difference in finishing three and fourteen and finishing five and twelve. Like you're still not going to make the playoffs, and right. really, that's your ceiling where they would be as a Bears fan. Right. So I just you gotta sit them. Yeah, I would agree. I don't want them to, but I, I, it, it again, they're going to make the right decision. Whatever the decision is going to be made is because either A, he can't get any more hurt, or B, because he could, and they don't want to chance it. So, uh, you remember last week when I told you uh, the Packers game was like against the Cowboys? Yeah. How it was like, you know, you see your ex and you're like, oh, wow, this used to be really nice. Right. But then your ex goes off and acts a fool and you're like, 
that right there. That right there is why we done broke up. This game on Thursday night, why I am done with Aaron Rodgers. How many times? And he can't put this one on his wide receivers. He wasn't even giving his wide receivers a chance. Yeah, there were a lot of throws that he was threw behind his receivers or overthrew his receivers. And that's not like Aaron Rodgers. That's no. not. And then, and they're all on like third down situations. Yeah. All of them. And it's just, they're, he's bad this year. Yeah, he is. I, and th- that's the thing. Like, they can say, oh, well, he doesn't have the weapons to throw. Devontae Adams couldn't catch half of those balls that he was throwing on Thursday. And I, they're just. They're not very fun to watch. They're, it's, and I think that's the difference. Like, at least before he got hurt, you always had, like, the big play possibility with Justin Fields. Like, there was, I think it was it a third down play where like they started on the far side hash, Justin like rolled out, then switched fields, cut back up towards the field, and then threw a dart across for a first down. Yeah, to St. Brown. Yes, there's none of that with the Packers. Now, I want – the thing that made Aaron Rodgers so dangerous was that he could create with his legs. That seemingly all of a sudden – not nah, that I they're just yeah they're a boring football team yeah I and honestly they're I just I it's not entertaining to watch like I used to enjoy watching the Packers and then like have them like get really hyped up and then lose at the end or something but it's just not it's not the same it's not the same Packers team um, and to me, the only way the Packers have any sort of success is running the football. Um, if you run the football, you're going to be in most of these games. You have two of the best running backs in football, the best one to punch in football, maybe not the best running back in football, but definitely the best one to punch in football. You have two guys who I think if, if AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones were to go somewhere else, they would be the feature back at probably 90% of the franchise in the NFL. Right. And so really you've taken some of that pressure off of Aaron. And now all you're asking him to do is complete basic passes. Right. And he can't do it. Right. I mean, he missed Lazard. He missed Watson several times. He's just, again, I'm in the same boat as you are kind of with this season, like, okay, I, what we have to start looking towards the future now. Aaron Rodgers isn't the guy in Green Bay. So then there poses the question of next year is a year you're going to have to figure it out because Love's contract is going to – he's got his fifth-year option. Yep. Are you going to pick that up? Or are you going to let him walk? And then you're back to square one. And I just cannot imagine a world where the Packers don't pick up loves fifth year option and i want to see him play this year yeah like what what you you're not winning the division you're not making the playoffs what do you have to lose aaron Rodgers. i think that's the problem 
You're going to lose them anyways. I understand, but I'm just telling you from a front office perspective of selling tickets and keeping fans involved, if you basically give up and you give it up to love, only smart fans are going to be excited. But those diehard, oh, that's Aaron Rodgers, that's my quarterback fans are going to be very upset. I think what's Um, interesting, so I've been listening – been able to stream a little bit of Green Bay Talk Radio, Sports Talk Radio. The vast majority of Packer fans are just fed up. Yeah. I, the booze at Lambeau Thursday night were loud. Yeah, they were. And it's it's one of those where, okay, let's move on. Thanks for the memories. I wish you all the best. I, at this point, man, I honestly don't think that keeping Aaron in Green Bay is what's best for anyone. No and much no like Shakira, our pick no don't lie. Um, we got ourselves a ball game. I mean, that it is now. A two-score two, two game. It is a two-score game. Uh, bounce back week for me after going four and nine. Came back with the nine and five last week. Buddy, I mean, 11 and three. Like, just take an absolute bow on that yeah, one. Thank you. And, hey, Crystal did really good. She Crystal was- coming in at 10 and four. Um, again, she still beats me. So, I mean, I'm yeah. just – the goal uh, for her to beat one of us, and she achieved. Correct, and she achieved that. So, well, hey, as we talked about earlier in the episode, it is Thanksgiving week, um, and a time to gather with family. Uh, last year, remember, I read the Thanksgiving poem, "Simple Gifts," which you and I was this the episode that we had Charles and I Brett so. on, and we sat in my basement. We ate like seven hundred chicken wings. Yeah, it's um. Like- gift that keeps on giving yeah absolutely well this year uh we decided to keep it in the family this year um having to do over zoom because uh the our our host lives in the beautiful commonwealth of kentucky uh 120 counties one commonwealth um he is the host or co-host of Into the Valley, a Phoenix Suns podcast. You can find them on Twitter and wherever you uh, get your podcasts. They are proud members of the Brightside uh, Podcast Network. Uh, P. Russ, Brother Russ, how are you doing? My, I, I know like you talking football is not necessarily uh, your strong suit, but hey, you're going to dabble today. Don't, don't disrespect me like that. I watched two quarters of Monday night football while I ran on the treadmill about four weeks ago. I'm ready for this. I like <laughs> it. I like it. Well, Hey, again, the bar is low this year. Uh, I, I mean, I went four and nine. So as long as you do better than four and nine, you won't have the worst week. Um, beautiful week. I, there's just football constantly, both football and football. I mean, there, there's just everything. We've already talked a little World Cup. Christian does not consider it a sport. Um, 
but we're going to go with the American side of the ball. Uh, starting for the second straight week, the Buffalo Bills playing in Detroit, um, assuming they're actually able to, you know, dig out of their home. Um, I, I just I don't see any way that Detroit can win this football game. Again, Detroit's playing better football than they were at the beginning of the year. Um, but I think Buffalo gets the job done in Detroit. I mean, it's a Thanksgiving tradition for the Lions to lose. So give me the Bills. Um, well, I really want to pick Detroit. I really, truly do. Um, but I just think Buffalo is just has too many weapons on both sides of the ball. Um, I, I don't see Detroit being able to keep up in this game. Uh, so in typical Thanksgiving day fashion, you know, everyone eats Turkey, everyone eats mashed potatoes, everyone has some gravy and everyone watches the lions lose. Give me the bills. Here's the deal. I think, do we, do we do betting advice on this podcast? Sure. Yeah. All right. Here's what I want. Coming from listeners. a state that the only thing you're allowed to bet on is horse racing. That's but true. That, 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 that's a song that's for true. another time. Because people think if 21 year olds bet $5 on an NBA game, then they're not going to go bet on the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Anyways, Buffalo Bills against the spread parlayed with the under. Real early game on a holiday. Expect the Bills to cover, but don't expect it to be a high enough scoring affair to get to 55 points. Mm -hmm. I like that. Giants, I we talked earlier. I mean, the performance of the week last week, Dallas. I mean, they just stomped all over them skull clapping hot t shit and Minnesotans. Um I mean, I Dallas is rolling right now. The Giants are scuffling. Give me the Cowboys to defend yeah, give me, home turf. Yeah, give me the boys. Um, I feel like they always play well on Thanksgiving. Um, I, I feel like Zeke is starting to get back. Tony Pollard, man, again, we talked about it. What a game Tony Pollard had last week. Um, but sees, you're going to see Zeke more involved in the offense. It makes them a tougher team to defend against the run. Uh, Tony Pollard, a really good pass catching running back. I think that the Giants are really going to hit this trend of going down. They're going to lose some games here and there now. I, I don't. I just don't believe in Daniel Jones. I just don't. I never have. I never will. Uh, give me the boys. Cowboys, but Giants will cover. I like that. I like that. The line, the spread is 10 points. It it's seems 10. like a lot. I, that's what happens when you go on the road and you score and you beat a team by 37. Just your next week is going to get inflated. Oh, Cowboys did that last week? Yeah. That's See, crazy. yeah, exactly. Like, you don't even – yeah. Ask Ethan and Ryan how they felt about that one. <laughs> oh, uh, that was against the Vikings? I guess the – yeah, they Yeesh. went into Minnesota and uh, hung 40 on uh, the Purple People Eaters. Uh, Patriots and said Vikings um, – if I'm the Vikings, like you have to bounce back. Like yeah. you cannot lay two eggs in a row. Um, and listen, the Patriots defense. Hey, wait, hey, Christian, what time is this game? Uh, this is a prime time game. And as we know, Kurt Thuggins is not only play. thugs at noon. That's right. Give me the Pats to go on the road. Go. 
Give me the Patriots. Um, I'm rolling with Minnesota. I think they bounce back. Uh, I, I just really like the way that Kirk will I, – I, well, I, honestly, I just think they're going to bounce back. I like Dalvin Cook in this game rushing. Um, balance it with the pass with Justin Jefferson. I think they respond. I think they play well. Give me the skull clapping Minnesota dish eating or whatever you call it. <laughs> think Justin Jefferson's going to have a big game. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, Bears and the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, I said it earlier. I, I have substantial worries now about the Chicago Bears. Um, I think the Jets, like again, the AFC East is one of the most competitive divisions in football. Every game here on out for anyone in the AFC East is a playoff game, period. I, that's, it's just how it is. Um, but I'm going to take the Jets. I think the Bears are going to have a really hard time with the defense. However, we were talking about, you know, you might take the under. This is another game. No Zach Wilson for the Jets just came out uh, late last night. They're benching Zach Wilson. Um, so all of the hot moms out there are going to have to take a seat for a little while. Um, or they're, they're, they're or maybe they can actually come to a game now. Yeah, Maybe they can actually come to a game now. Uh, but I think the Jets get it done against the Bears this week. I'm taking the Bears. Um, Atta boy. Because I ride with my squad. But I honestly, we don't know who's going to be the quarterback. We don't know if it's going to be Fields. We don't know if it's going to be, you know, Trevor Simeon. But um, I think the Jets are a nightmare right now. The locker room is divided. Um and, and like you said, in a division that you have to start winning games down the stretch here and string wins together, um, I I just feel like this is a big letdown game at home for the Jets and the Bears win a game that they're not supposed to win. I think they win this game regardless who the quarterback is. It just seems like a game that the Bears are, shouldn't win and they're going to go in there and they're going to win. I have two questions before I make my pick. Number one, who is going to play quarterback for the Jets? Uh, Mike White. Oh, that's my guy. Yeah. C-O-P-S. Tops, tops, tops. Oh, tops. That dude can sling it. If really? They trust Western him Kentucky. Enough? WKU should have two starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now because Bailey Zappi should be starting for the Patriots because Mac Jones is trash. <coughs> and then Mike White for the Jets. So in a world where Bill Belichick had half a head on his shoulders right now, you would have two WKU starting quarterbacks in the NFL, which need, is wild. I don't need to ask my other question. Go Tops, go Jets. <laughs> Tampa goes to Cleveland. Uh, again, I'm not excited about this football game, which is crazy to say like about a Tom Brady football game. This game just – it's two bad football teams, uh, but I think Tampa's just a little less bad. So give me the Bucks. Uh, this is a game that I think is going to be closer than people think. Um, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I think that they continue to roll right now. They understand they got to string these wins together. You know, Atlanta's winning too. Um, so I'm picking Tampa Bay just on the, on the fact that Tom Brady's our quarterback in Tampa Bay, and that's what I'm rolling with. The Bucks. <laughs> Cindy's Titans hosting the Bengals. Um, big win 
for the Titans this last weekend, uh, which I told you was going to happen. Um, I, But here's what I'm worried about. The Titans offense, it, it's just, again, if you don't have Aaron Rodgers, who's literally becoming a bottom-tier quarterback in the NFL right before our eyes, um, what, you can't argue. You can't argue. He's a bottom-tier quarterback. Um, anyways, I uh, give me the Titans pull off a big home win, a little bit of a long week, de facto bye week for them. I think that helps get some things right there uh, in Nashville. Give me the Titans. I'm taking uh, Cincinnati on this one. Uh, Joe Burrow's that guy uh, sl- was slinging it last weekend, but I think Cincinnati's defense is really going to have to tighten up after giving up 30 to Pittsburgh last week. Um, that's not a very dynamic offense. You should be giving up points. Um, Cincinnati was dynamic on both sides of the football last year, which was one of the reasons why they got to the Super Bowl. Um, I think they tighten up on against the run this week. I don't think Derrick Henry becomes that 100-yard rushing guy like he normally becomes. Um, I think you make Tanny throw, but as Tanny proved last week, he can do that. There's no doubt. Um, but I think Cincinnati's corners are a little better than Green Bay, so I'm taking Cincinnati. Revenge game for the Titans. Should have beat the Bengals last year in the playoffs. I think they're going to mess up Joe Burrow again. Give me my mom's Titans. Uh, Houston and Miami. I mean, th- this is a game that I I just I don't see any way that Houston stays competitive. I think the weapons – for Miami are just too much. I think Houston's defense is bad. Houston Texans. I mean, we've said it before. Worst team in the NFL. Right. And it's really not even close. Um, I, I think the Dolphins need a big resounding statement win this week. So give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Dolphins as well. Houston is just bad. They are no good. Um, Miami's going to roll at home. I think they get a big win. And a special guest joining the pod right now. My yeah. beautiful niece Lydia has joined the podcast. So the podcast is now better because Lydia's here. Lydia said, Dolphins by a billion. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Atlanta and the Commanders, uh, Atlanta coming off the win at home against the Bears. Um, listen, I, I I bought in with the Commanders. I mean, I really have. Um, I think this is a playoff-level football team. And, again, they don't do anything that's crazy. They just do enough to win, so give me the Commanders. Yeah, I'm, I'm high on the Commanders. I think that this is a team you're going to see in the NFC playoff picture. Um, as soon as they get Chase Young back, that defense only can get better. Um, offensively, I think they're smart just rolling with Taylor Heineke over Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a bum. He's always been a bum. He's never going to be an NFL quarterback again. Um, Taylor Heineke, he manages the offense. He's a locker room guy. Um, I love Ron Rivera. I always have, always will, even when he was with the Bears. So give me the commanders, even though that song that they made up is just absolutely cringeworthy. Is Madden legend Marcus Mariota going to be starting in this game? Yes, he will. Give me the Falcons, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Broncos Nation, 
Let's cry. Can is this the one? Is this the one that we? Oh, you want to ship it to London? I mean, I'm looking at it. I think Uh, it is. I'm I'm gonna go with the Monday night game. Oh no, no. I I'm with Philip on this one. I'm I am shipping. Well, honestly, Russell Wilson wants to be shipped to London. That's the only place he's going. <laughs> so, but, um, but, yeah, I'm shipping it to London. I'm with P. Russ on this one. Uh, but I, who's exciting in this game? Who's exciting? No Christian McCaffrey. Who played quarterback for the Broncos last year? Do either of you know? He'd be more exciting than Russell Wilson would be. Well, this game was, is a snoozer. It was Drew Locke. Drew Locke, uh, yeah. You know, Missouri. Missouri legend, legend. Drew Locke. Yeah, put some respect right. on his name. Yeah, he puts on for his city. There's no doubt. Yeah. He's, but yeah. I, I, Denver's going to win the football game. Yeah. I, uh, mm, okay. I'm picking Carolina in this game, and here's why. Big Baker Mayfield guy, huh? Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I... I just can't – I'm done picking Denver. I'm done picking Russell Wilson until he can prove otherwise. He – so I follow this guy on Twitter, right, or on um, – yeah, on Twitter. And currently, uh, Russell Wilson has thrown less touchdown passes than he has bathrooms in his home. So he has 12 bathrooms in his home as opposed to seven touchdown passes on the year. Until he achieves 12 touchdown passes, which is the same number of bathrooms he has in his home, maybe I'll start picking. Stat of the day, boys. I'm going with an LR Weekly first. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah. They're going to tie. Wow. Neither team deserves any respect. <laughs> Panthers 500 at home. Broncos dumpster fires on the road. They're going to tie. If that is correct, I will. You're, it's if your that pot. is correct, yeah. If that is correct, we're just shutting down the pot. Uh, Ravens at the Jags. Uh, I think the Ravens are playing some pretty solid football. Give me the Ravens, yeah. I like the Ravens in this football game. Uh, Mark Andrews is starting to get back, starting to get healthy again. Um, I think that that's key for the Ravens offense, but again, Jacksonville coming off a bye. I really do like Jacksonville. They are going to be the team, if any in the AFC South wants to compete with the Titans, it's going to be the Jaguars. Um, They're going to start fighting here at the end of the season like they normally do. Christian Kirk is a dynamic wide receiver. Um, Travis Etienne has been really tearing it up as of late. Um, Even though Trevor Lawrence is the second best quarterback in that draft class, uh, I do like Baltimore to win this football. Yeah, the Ravens are going to win. I have a question. Why is the line only four? Because it's in Jacksonville. So the way that they look at it, though, is so like the home team automatically gets three points. So what they're saying is, okay, you get three points for playing at home. Baltimore doesn't score a lot. I mean, they only put up 13 against Carolina last week. So you have an offense that hasn't put up a ton, plus the three points there that you get from playing at home. Um essentially they're saying maybe a field goal decides it, which I mean, I could see, 
I mean, at the, I think Baltimore's playing better, but I could see a late field goal deciding this one uh, for the Ravens. <laughs> Who, who's your pick? I said Baltimore. All right. Sorry, dude. I said Baltimore, but why is the line only four? Uh, Chargers and Arizona. Arizona just looked abysmal in Mexico City on Monday. I mean, they looked horrible. Um, I think the Chargers finally are starting to get healthy. Keenan Allen coming back. You have that two-headed with Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I like the Chargers in this game. Um, Arizona, talk about another dumpster fire. Um, you never know who your quarterback. I don't know if Kyler Murray's just too busy playing Warzone or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm going Chargers. I'm gonna go Cardinals. Ask me why. Why? I don't know. It just <laughs> seems like there's always there's always at least a couple games a week that are really confusing. And the podcast that I listen to, I haven't heard too many people being high on the Chargers. And in fact, since the beginning of the season, there was a lot of hype around the Chargers. And now they're 500 through 10 games. Maybe one of the more overrated teams in the whole NFL. Maybe their talent level is overrated. Give me the Cardinals. I'm guessing like on my screen, you're pointing over here. So it's not even at me. Yeah, I'm, I'm pointing directly team. at you. Okay. Why? Spill the um, tea. Because I was very high on the Chargers. Oh, he, he he was the man who said that the Chargers are going to be an AFC title contender. A lot of people, um, a lot of people were high on the Chargers. They're like the Clippers, right? They look really good on paper, and then when it's on the field, it's just like, eh. Yeah, and then they take cheap shots when they're down ten in the fourth quarter, Pat Beth. Um. Anyways, listen. Don't try to talk about the NBA ever again. <laughs> I said Clippers, and you said Pat Beth. Well, Pat no, Beth because for the Lakers. he plays for the Lakers. I knew that he was he was on the Clippers, and all of his original antics were for who? For the Clippers. Pat Beth became a thing playing for the Clippers. Get off my lawn. Did uh, he play for the Timberwolves last year? Yeah, let him to the playing baby. Yeah. Uh, Right, and, and, he, and the playoffs. They had a really great series against the Grizzlies. That's that's worth the rewatch. But according to uh, a certain basketball podcast, uh, the best player on the Timberwolves is also the least likable player in the NBA. That's not true because the best player on the Timberwolves is Anthony Edwards. I don't think so. You don't know yeah. anything about the NBA. Carl Anthony all Jones, right, not that good. Vegas. Is, it's all about Anthony Edwards now. Vegas and Seattle. Um, Seattle needs to win this football game, period. Right. Um, you know, at one point we were like, God, we could see the Seahawks kind of running away with the division. Now with the 49ers, you know, your call from the beginning of the year, um, playing extremely well. I, every home game that Seattle gets, they have to win. Especially um, this one. Especially this one. I mean, the Raiders just have not been able to put it together. Despite, I mean, here's the thing. Devontae's back putting up Devontae numbers. Right. Like he's back over 100 yards every single game. The problem is there's just nothing else there for um, for Derek Carr to use. Uh, so give me the Seahawks in a close one at home. Yeah, uh, this is the analogy I like to use with the Bears when they got Devontae Adams. On the Raiders, it's a Ferrari parked in a trailer park. Yes. Uh, it, 
something very nice that doesn't have very much nice things around him. Um, so I'm going uh, Seattle in this game as well. Geno Smith is just playing good football, keeping his team in this playoff hunt. Um, the Seattle, they, what he's doing is very similar to what Taylor Heineke is doing. Right, he's they're doing, just they're managing the football games and giving their teams a chance to win. Yeah, he's not losing games for them. He's keeping them in the football game. He's not making mistakes. He's doing what his team needs him to do to win. Um, DK Metcalf is, you know, outside of his antics, he's playing good football as well. Um, love Kenneth Walker the third, running back from Michigan State. Loved him in college. Uh, he's really stepped up in the NFL. He's playing really good football. Big fantasy football get if you got that guy. Huge get for you this season. Um, I'm going with Seattle. Is Geno Smith healthy? Yep, that's the guy. Shout out the 12th man as well. Give me the Seahawks, baby. Uh, the Rams and the Chiefs. Again, beginning of the year, this was going to be the highlight of Thanksgiving weekend. 325 CBS, Sunday of Thanksgiving, Tony Romo, Jim Nance. Like, this was going to be the game. But, again, it's it's the constant disappointment that is the Los Angeles Rams. There's just nothing there. I could see the Chiefs winning this game by 20 points. Honestly could. Um, I I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Um, So, give me the Chiefs. Do you believe that enough to put money on it? Like, would you take the Chiefs against the spread in this game? Absolutely. Well, and here's well, and here's why. Uh, the Rams now no Matt Stafford and no John Wolfork. So now you're going to a third string quarterback, undrafted free agent out of Virginia. So now all of a sudden, Bryce Perkins is your quarterback. Hey, I, I'm gonna say though. Is rookie quarterbacks perform well in Arrowhead? Jordan Love. Anyways. He scored what? Two touchdowns? Doesn't matter, bro. Still performed well. Hey, he almost – again, how many games this year has Aaron Rodgers had two touchdowns? Like, none. So okay. That's, that's true. What I, okay. Going, Thank you. We're, I'm Chiefs, going Kansas City. Yeah. Chiefs are going to win. I have – my prediction on this one is that it might be a bad beat. I could see this where the Chiefs explode out the gate, come off the gas a little bit, and then a garbage time touchdown allows the Rams to cover. Yeah. I and again, that Vegas always knows. I mean, that that's the thing that Christian and I have said this whole year. Vegas always knows. Um, what I also know is that the New Orleans Saints are going to struggle in Santa Clara on Sunday. Give me the Niners. The Super Bowl dark horses, boys. The San Francisco 49ers. I am telling you, I've said it all year, this is a team that right now, with their weapons, becomes one of the most dangerous teams in the NFL. I am I'm high on San Francisco. I was high on them before they got Christian McCaffrey. I think San Francisco now becomes an NFC title contender. I think now, as much as you and I, Josh, have been wishing for a Kansas City Buffalo AFC, I would love to see San Francisco, Philadelphia, or even San Francisco and the Vikings 
for a chance to play in the Super Bowl. I I see San Francisco playing and representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. If we had to pick right now, that's my pick. Plus, Jimmy Garoppolo single-handedly won me fantasy this week. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks a lot. You're welcome. I got the Niners. And Christian, it is now time to fly, Eagles, fly. I'm Where's my cheese head? Oh, it got eaten. It's uh, Philly. By a billion. Upset city, baby. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Green Bay. I, has Philly looked any like Philly at the beginning of the year in the last two weeks? No. Yes, it's at home. I get that. It's at home. Christian. Doesn't matter. The Green Bay Packers scored nine points against the Detroit Lions. Green Bay Packers. Okay. Just keep it going. Just keep I am. it going. I am. Because I have a proud storied tradition of beating Christian on this podcast, I'm going to take the Eagles. <laughs> Monday night to wrap up uh, Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. Sit on your couch, buy your Amazon goodies, support Jeffrey Bezos. Uh, we got the Steelers and the Colts. Uh, Amazon, the official streaming partner of the NFL uh made for Thursday night um which interesting everyone gets to watch Thursday night this week yeah thank goodness yeah it's kind of nice uh Steelers the Colts oh boy what a stink uh, the Colts just choked that one away on Sunday yeah, I mean did. absolutely choked it away uh did you see the video of the Eagles offensive coordinator who was uh, he was a coordinator with Frank Wright, and after they won, he started running around screaming, "That was for Frank! That was That's, for Frank!" That was the head coach. That's oh, the okay. Yes, okay. Who was yeah. the OC under Frank Wright? Just right. started screaming that that, that was, was for, for Frank. Frank. That was for Frank. There were some other words that we can't say he's on a, family friendly podcasts, but he's a jerk. Yeah. I, well, I, hey, that's why they love him in Philly. I know. No one likes us. No one likes us. No one likes us. We don't care. So uh, give me the Colts. Uh, I just, Kenny Pickett, I I don't care who you throw a quarterback. I don't care if it's Mitch. I don't care if it's Kenny. Uh, This Steelers team just does not have a lot of weapons. Uh, Whatever the under is in this football game, take it. These teams just don't score points. Uh, So give me Indy. And what could be like a 13-10 Monday night game? Yeah, I like Pittsburgh in this game. Um, They looked really good against Cincinnati last week. Uh, Had an opportunity to win down the stretch. The offense is starting to click. The defense, again, just still trying to find its identity. Um, I just – I'm not sold on Matt Ryan. He sits – he's like a dead duck in the pocket. He just provides no spark. Um, The only thing they have is Jonathan Taylor. So – I'm going with Pittsburgh. Um, Josh, pick a number between one and ten. Nine. Okay. Christian, pick a number between one and ten. Six. 
All right, Christian was closer. His wife likes the Colts. We're going with the Colts. <laughs> I, that's the thing about this game, right? It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up yeah. between two really bad teams. <laughs> um, well, with that, uh, again, from all of us here at LR Weekly to all of you, we wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Sit back, relax, enjoy the football, unloose that belt an extra, you know, two or three notches. And we will see you all for week 13.